It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hi everybody, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter, and I'm here with my best friend forever, Quentin Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. How are you doing tonight? Tonight? This morning? I feel like, okay, <laughs> the truth is, I got like four hours of sleep, and Quentin texted me this morning and asked me, um, what time you want to do the podcast? Like, how, how's nine o'clock? And I'm like, you know what? Let's just get it out of the way, because... It's not going to get any better the longer we wait. So Yeah, it's one of those mornings. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty much numb to it. It's no need to be, you know, too down, too depressed. Um, this team is just bad. It's a bad team right now from the top to bottom. It's a lot of things that are going wrong, not much going right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're here to talk about it. But it's like we're saying the same thing every single podcast. So I thank you guys for for continuing to listen to us, though. Definitely appreciate that. I am so thankful that you guys somehow still want to listen to a podcast where the team, it's like, are they even there? Like, you know, so it's just great that you guys still are with us and we're with you and we are just as sad as you are. We don't understand this team. And, yeah, so I think... Today, we should take a different approach to this podcast. I think, Ooh. you know, we're always breaking down the stats. We're always um, trying to, you know, analyze the game that way. But I think for us, we should hear from the players and the coach. And really, because I want to, um, I kind of want to let you guys know how their mindset has changed over the last few games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. First of all, I think we should start off with Bradley Beal. Um, I was in the locker room last night, so I heard all of this mm-hmm. live. But um, Bradley Beal was asked about the team's slow start and if it's time to hit the panic button. And he said, never. I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not hitting it, and I don't think we are as a team. We understand it's early. It's not perfect, and patience is running low from everybody, from ourselves. 
Nobody is more disappointed than us. I'm definitely going to say that. It's not like we're going to lose every game. Nobody has that mindset. We're just coming up short. We're not doing the things we need to do, and we have to get better. The only way to get through this is we have to fight our way out of it. That's the only way. Mm. So, thoughts? What What are you thinking about this one? Um, because Beal is obviously the most upset. He's the only one on the team that seems like he's actually devastated, actually concerned about this. Um, so, I think. I mean, they say. I feel like they say the right things all the time. Well, they haven't been saying the right things. Because they've been going, because they've been going in the locker room, and they've been kind of um, blaming it on each other, calling people selfish, and you know that sort of thing. They've been making excuses every game, but yeah. this this um, this post game was kind of like I don't know. And a lot of players were like, "We can't dwell on this loss. We're you know that's the past. Like we're gonna focus on tomorrow. You know, it, it's just um, yeah." It's definitely different. So, <laughs> it's 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 it sounds good that you know Bill is saying like they're not hitting the panic button and they're the season is early. But when you're when we're watching the same thing from this team, not just game after game, but these are some of the issues that this team has always they've always been displaying. I mean, even throughout the whole John Bill era since they've been here, it's always been, like, a consistent with this team. And then it just feels like this year, you know, they kind of expected themselves to just be good because they've done it in the past. But this is an entirely different season. It's a different roster. It's, well, where do we even start? I mean, and I feel, I feel sorry for Brad because he seems like the most, like, Visibly hurt. upset, visibly yes. hurt, visibly down. But I mean, he does this thing on the offensive end, but he's also been lacking on the defensive side of the ball too. It's, it's just that. I mean, and then you hear John talk about, you know, guys got to start showing effort. Guys got to stop doing them for themselves. Guys have to be better on defense. But then you look at the film and, well, what is John doing? John is playing from behind the entire possession. He's letting people get past him, then he reaches around and plays that reach-around defense every single time he's guarded one-on-one. Russell Westbrook babied him all night long. And so I don't understand. It's like a lot of shots taken by these players about what they need to do, but if Wall and Bill are calling themselves the captains and the leaders, they have to display it first. And it's just little things like effort, effort on the defensive end. It's just not there. Right. And – I I like that Bradley Beal takes ownership of this team, even though he was not, you know, obviously when you think of, like, who's the, like, team leader, people think it's John Wall, but, you know, I think it should be Bradley Beal because mm. um, he also had to say, um, I feel like being a leader on the team you have to make sure your troops are all still intact and everyone is on the same page, no matter how difficult it may look, no matter what type of adversity we may face, which is what we were going through now. It's testing us, and what are we going to do about it? Fold up early in the year and just give up on the year? Or are we going to try to fight back and try to compete like we know we're capable of doing? I refuse to let the ship sink. 
as one of the captains on the team, I put a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. I have to be better with leadership-wise on the floor, giving more and leading by example, and hopefully the guys follow. So, obviously that sounds good. And it seems like he recognized that he is in a leadership role, and I hope that John Wall feels the same, because when he's on the floor and he's not leading, it's kind of like, you know, okay, Those other guys, they see John and Bradley not doing anything productive. Why should they? So, Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. I I do like that he said that. Um, Yeah. It's just... (laughs) I'm just... um, Like, what... To you, what did you see on the floor yesterday? Like, what... Okay, so, obviously, I think we should talk about the second quarter. Like, Mm -hmm. because they were outscored, what was it? 20 points to 44 or something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, that's really, to me, because if you look at the stat sheets, it doesn't look that terrible stat-wise, except for the second quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the second quarter, I, the first of all, this team just looks like a team that they don't trust each other. They're not communicating. They're, they're not doing... We talk about fundamentals on this podcast. They're not doing the basic principles of being a, a basketball team. Like you have to talk. The defense was not there from the jump. Like the Wizards started off really decent. They made they were making a, I think they started off seven for seven or eight for eight. Dwight was doing his thing. The team looked great on offense, and people felt like the Wizards were winning. But at the end of the first quarter, it was tied at thirty three or something of that nature. It was thirty three. Yeah, the first end of the first quarter, it was 30 to 35. 30 and, 35, um, and they were, they were I, down. I, yeah, I sit yeah. next to a basketball mm-hmm. coach who has taught me so much about mm-hmm. um, analyzing basketball, and I really appreciate him. His name is Coach Fly. Um, he told me, he, he after the first quarter, he said, you know, this is the best basketball I've seen from this team all season, and they are still down by five. And he's right. like, that's not good. Like, that's not good. And it's just incredible how they can play the best basketball that they've played all season and still be down by five. And the Thunder didn't even look like they were giving that much effort. You know, they just it just looked like any other night to them. It looked, you know, yeah. they're probably thinking to my, th- themselves, "Oh, we're playing the Wizards. Like this is a rest night for us." I mean, yeah, and this is this is the second night of a back to back. Like this is this, this third time this has happened this season. A team comes in on the second night of a back-to-back in your home, in your home floor, after you've had a substantial rest after the West Coast trip, and they beat you like this. Like, okay, the Wizards lost by however many they lost to to Golden State. Okay, you can forgive that. It's Golden State. Golden State beats everybody easily. Mm-hmm. But then they're losing substantially to teams like this. Like, this is a team that started off slow. Like I, Like we said in the last podcast, a lot of these games look winnable. They're against winnable teams. But that's not for us to decide. That's for the Wizards to decide. This team is just not focused on defensive end. It leaks over to – this team is not shooting the ball well. And when you're not shooting the ball well, and it's hard to get your shots because you're not running sets, then you're going to be on defense quite often. And when you're on defense quite often and you don't play good defense like this Wizards team does, you can't get anything done. So, I mean, fast break, um, they got layups, wide open threes. I mean, it's it's just top to bottom, just a bad, bad team, bad execution, and it's just, it's just sad to watch. Very, 
very sad. When we come back, we're going to discuss the game a little bit more in detail, discuss the upcoming schedule, and I think we're going to discuss what John Wall had to say after this game. Stick around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Locked on Wizards. I'm Becca Winker here with Quentin Mayo, and this is probably, you know, every time we do this podcast, I think, okay, this is the saddest podcast we've ever done, because it's like every time we have a blowout, I'm like, it just gets worse and worse, but this is actually the saddest podcast that we've ever done. So if you're still with us, I'm very grateful, because it's really hard to talk about this team I think something that's also important for me to mention is that Bradley Beal and John Wall combined for 12 turnovers last night Jesus Christ so (laughs) so um 19 turnovers for the team total and on those 19 turnovers the Thunder scored 26 points and (laughs) Yo, I'm sorry, Becca. This this is ridiculous. Like, what what are we, what are we doing here? What are forty four to twenty for in a quarter? They scored seventy nine points in a half. A half. This is NBA basketball. I I go to a D three school. Go to a D three school. Randolph Macon College in Ashland, Virginia. I could go right now and watch intramural basketball, and they'd be better defense displayed than what the Wizards displayed last night. This is absolutely ridiculous. Westbrook had 23 on a struggling OKC team. Westbrook always dominates John Wall for one. But I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired of seeing this team run two-man game all over the floor. Yo, Scott Brooks, for real, my God, let's talk about it, for real. I watched... The Golden State Warriors last night run one set where there was more motion in one possession than the Wizards have ran the entire season. How many times are we just going to give the ball to John Wall, pick and roll, and when nothing happens, just give it to somebody else in the corner and run the same thing? This is not – and Brooks is the one last night saying, yo, we have to fix this formula. We can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Then what are you doing? If your starters aren't playing well, bench them. Set a standard. Set a standard of excellence. If they're not, if John Wall's not showing effort on defensive end, he's talking about it but not being about it, put him on the bench. Call him out. Stop saying we got to stick together, guys. We got to do this. We got to hold hands. We got to sing more songs together. We have to kumbaya. That's not going to work. This team needs a wake-up call. And if Scott Brooks is not the one to give it to him, they need to go. If John Wall doesn't want to show effort, his Supermax kicks in next year. Not this year, next year. This Wizards team will be pigeon-held the entire offseason. They have players like Kelly Oubre, Markeith Morris, Dwight Howard, Austin Rivers that are free agents coming up. 
what are you going to do? They might even ha- not even have enough money to afford to, to have enough players to play. They might have to, afford to forfeit the next season because they're not going to afford have the money to, to give to players to play on this team. And you're, you're investing in a flawed core who maybe they probably don't even like each other at this point. Like, let's be completely honest. They're always button heads. They're calling each other out. I'm not one of the people that say let's blow it up and let's just trade wall or build away and let's pick one player to but at some point you have to do something different. I need to see change, whether it comes from Ernie Grunfeld and not being there, whether it comes from Scott Brooks and his staff not being there, or whether it be from a player being moved. But one thing about trading a player is I cannot look at this team last night and say that if you replace Otto Porter with Jimmy Butler or you replace um um Markeith Morris with Kyle Corver. I don't care what player you put on that floor. Uh, in this system, they're not going to get anything done. So what what are we talking about at this point? This is ridiculous. This team is bad. It's bad. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I don't even get paid. And I'm tired of it. I don't even go to the games. And that's why. You know what? That was probably the most honest thing we've heard on this podcast in the history of Lockdown Wizards. It's just, yeah, it's real bad. And there's not one, one you know, you can make a tiny move, but it's not going to change the whole system. It's not going to change the whole dynamic of this team. You know, we've clearly seen that. They got rid of Gortat, which was supposedly the problem in this roster, and they picked up Dwight Howard, which is spo- he's supposed to be a lot better and fit the needs better of this team. We haven't seen him play that much, so it's it's not really the issue. But what I'm trying to say is we took out we what we thought was a huge problem, and we came back this season even worse. So I just don't, you know, people say, oh, we'll blow it up you know, change um, the roster up, you know, get rid of the coach and, you know, get rid of management. But the reality is this management isn't going anywhere. I don't know if Scott Brooks is going anywhere. They're paying him way too much money to let him go. I, I just mm-hmm. don't see it happening. And it, it like Quinn said, they're never going to, it, it's not going to work. I'm hoping it is because I love this team. I care about this team. But right now, I'm not seeing the vision. I'm not seeing what they're about. I just see a bunch of guys just not working together, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, there's, I'm pretty sure we have to take a break. We're going to cut the commercial. We're going to pay these bills, and we'll be back after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for joining Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from really sad fans. 
I'm not even going to say local experts. I'm going to say really sad fans because that's what we are today. I just want to let you guys know that John Wall had some stuff to say about this game. He said, we were in the game in the second quarter. They just took over 44-20 in the second quarter. That's why they killed us. On a lot of guys that we wanted to contest on late threes, they made early early on and got into the rhythm. And, yeah. Um, John Wall also kind of said something along the lines of, you know, they need to um, keep it moving. Scott Brooks said they need to keep it moving. Of course. Um, someone asked Scott Brooks if he thinks that this team will stick together. It was a very vague question. But he answered it, I've been with the group for over two years. We're going to stick together. We have a tough patch. We start the season with some tough games. Every team in this league, you don't go through it and keep going straight up. Except, I mean, he says that, but like, you know. Anyways, anyways, I'm going to continue reading. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, okay. You're going to have some stretches where maybe it's 30 through 35. You're going to lose three or four in a row. Unfortunately, we've lost some games and we wish we didn't lose and a couple of things here or there could have changed it. I have a lot of confidence in these guys staying together. I also have a lot of confidence that our guys are going to play well. We're going to start playing well together. Dwight was obviously a start to that. We've got to come back Sunday and play much better for 48 minutes. Mr. Brooks. Yo. Mr. Brooks. They're going to get smashed by the Knicks on Sunday. Stop. Stop it. I don't... I, I cannot like, bear another loss to the New York Knicks. At this point, look at this team and say you've seen anything different. The Knicks are playing good basketball. I watched the Knicks play the Mavericks last night. They got some young talent there. Trier is a baller. Um, this Tim Hardaway Jr. is great through three quarters. But I that's like all Tim they really Hardaway. Need. I, I really like him. That's all they need. This team shows effort. They hustle. They dive on the floor. They do is everything. Is Porzingis you, even playing? Porzingis not even playing. And not Noah's playing. not playing either. Joakim's not there. He's got he, – they cut him. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, so this team is good. This is a good team that's coming in here on, on Sunday, and they're going to make a mockery out of the Washington Wizards if the Wizards don't wake up. Just I just want to see – I just want to see a play ran. That's all I'm asking for. Like, they can lose by 50 for all I care. But if, if I see Scott Brooks call a player or two, I'm good. I'm good. Didn't, last night, Bradley Bill took the clipboard out of the hands of Scott Brooks and drew up his own play. And Dwight That's Howard, very telling about how they feel about their coach right now. Right. And Dwight Howard leaned in and gave his input as well. So here, And then it's, it's, it's a two-sided story, though, because, look, maybe they're in desperate times and, you know, Bill sees something out there because he's in the flow of the game that he, think they, that he thinks the team can exploit. But I don't think that shows a, a level of respect for the coach. But it also shows that this team is not on the same page because after he did that, Bill, as the players being ran, throws a terrible turnover to Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook scores on a fast break uncontested. So they don't respect the coach. They don't respect his play calling. They try to call their own plays. And then Bill and Wall, they just turn it over. So, I mean, it's You just, know who it's, else it's they don't mess. respect? They don't respect me. They don't respect me as a fan. Yeah. They don't respect me, and they don't respect you, and I don't even think they respect themselves. Hmm. I'm tired of this. I, I feel like um, 
Quentin and I go through phases where um, we both have many meltdowns on this podcast, and I think I just had mine, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's just sad to see that, especially, I think it's worse. If this team was just all, has always been bad, they've never displayed any sort of, you know, promise or, or talent, then we'd be like, okay, well, we know we're getting. But when you see this team have a level of success, when you see Wall play at an all-star caliber level, when you see Bill knock down his shots and play on defense, when you've seen Otto do his thing night in, night out, it's, it's harder to watch because this team is very talented. But now it's come to the point where they're doing so bad that should this talent be dispersed around the league to other teams and other organizations? Is it time you to go? You can't help but wonder that. You can't help but wonder. And, as, and I know it hurts for Wizards fans to listen to, but, I mean, is it time to start moving on? The national media has been saying that this team needs to break up for quite some time now. And Wizards fans have been the only ones saying, no, this can work out, this can work out. Well, now we're here. We're here. The Wizards are about to be broke. There's no flexibility in the cap situation or the roster. So what do, what do you guys want to do about it? I said last night, I said the Wizards, after they went down by 27, I said, y'all need to y'all need to bench these starters before y'all start uh, injuring trade assets. Because I think Bradley Bill got ran into and he hurt his chest and he was down on the ground. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't have these players getting hurt now. These are trade assets at this point. You, Bradley Bill gets hurt. Who are you going to trade now? I mean, not saying that they would trade Bill. Not saying who – I don't know who they trade if they'd even make a trade. But I'm just saying, at this point, it's like – you got to preserve people. You put Troy Brown out there and put these starters out there. I'd like and, to see Troy get Brown. Those, yeah, get those. You know what I mean? I, I think Troy Brown, if they leave him in with Beal or somebody, you know, I think he'd be fine. I think he could um, hold his own. He's a smart. I, player. I think he'd play. I think he'd play better than most of the players um, right now. <clears throat> Another issue that we have is why are we putting in the whole second unit together on the court? Because it's obviously not working. That second unit is garbage. We can't, we can't have Rivers with Sato. It's not working. It's not working. We can't have Rivers on the floor. Austin Rivers stinks. I mean, he's a, he's a decent player, but he stinks right now. Like, everything I'm talking about is relative to the times we're going through. Austin Rivers cannot play basketball right now. He's been absolutely a mess. He dribbles way too much. It takes him, like, four minutes to get through the hitch in the beginning of his shot before he shoots a jump shot. Tomas Sadoransky, woof, hasn't been playing well. This I don't understand why or what Brooks is seeing to say, well, we can give Austin Rivers 15 to 20 minutes a night. We can give Tomas Sadoransky 15. What are we looking at? And why are you putting all of these players that are playing terribly right now in the game at the same time? Well, Scott Brooks was asked about that during the press conference, and he did say that he would consider making changes concerning placing the whole second unit. I don't know if he'll actually do it, but at least he's considering it. I'll take it. He also said that he was thinking about and considering that the Wizards weren't going to switch everything on defense last night. In the first possession of the game, the Wizards switched everything on defense. In the entire night, they switched everything on defense. They're not talking to each other. I don't I don't really put weight into anything Scott Brooks is saying anymore. He's saying we don't want to look at the same thing and have the same result. He's not making changes. He's saying we're not going to switch everything. We're switching everything. 
It's just not good. Transition defense was the focus on the on the West Coast road, road trip, right? That's something they emphasize in practice. I watched the the OKC Thunder run layup lines last night. They were running layup lines, full court warm ups against this Wizards team last night. You guys, it's about that time. I think what we've we've said what we had to say. It's a great therapy session. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts. We're here for you. Um I'm very sad. My Twitter mentions last night looked like a funeral, like somebody had passed away. And yeah. honestly, you know me, I try to stay positive, but it's just been really difficult. So <laughs> Let let us before we go though. Yeah. One thing we don't need to see on Twitter is fire Ernie Grunfeld. Nope, we're done with that, you guys. And let we're, me tell you why. We're not. We are not that. doing that. We're not. We're doing not that. doing that. It's not happening. Ernie Grunfeld has has received a contract extension. <laughs> From an organization that still has not announced it in public. This is not even... They just gave it to him. And we found out through the grapevine. Ernie Grunfeld is top five longest tenured general manager in the history. He's in great company. Greg Popovich, Pat Riley, Danny Ainge. President GM responsibilities. Greg Popovich, rings. Pat Riley, Rings, Danny Ainge, Rings, Ernie Grunfeld, fill in the blank. Er, Ernie Grunfeld, everyone. But if y'all um, want if y'all want us to keep talking about fire, Ernie, fire, you're just not going to get it from this podcast because let's be realistic. He's made it this far. He just got a contract extension. We're not, he's we, not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. So what's the point? Uh, what's the point of everyone on Twitter? Saying fire, fire Ernie, um, you guys need to be calling out Ernie. There's there's no reason to. He's not going anywhere. So I think we need to talk about the basketball. That's what and I'm And we th- need to talk about the mentality of this team. Because at this point, we know, we know what we're working with. We know what we're dealing with. And the management is not something that is going to be touched. So Just give it up. Give it a rest. And we're about to give it a rest. So take us home, Becca, because this is this is out of hand. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Well, as always, thank you for listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. Follow my co-host at T-O-Q-M underscore. Follow me at Becca MVP. It's been a pleasure, um, kind of. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. See you.
members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.